adventures and welcome back to commune the dm's essentials kit my name is alec and uh this is a little bit of a different episode i wanted to jump on and do a sort of state of communion address and uh since valentine's day was a couple days ago i thought it would be a fun idea to bring in a special hopefully one-time only co-host my lovely girlfriend and the creator of the recent art on the instagram account shannon reed hi everybody uh it's great to be here casino you know, i live here <laughs> in our closet yeah in an undisclosed <laughs> location in the forgotten realms i i wanted to jump on and do this because it's at this point, it's been almost a month since <laughs> since an episode was posted. I just kind of wanted to, firstly, apologize for that. Um, it's been some quality of life stuff and a lot of technical issues when it came to the podcast. I recorded an episode where I had the wrong settings on my microphone and... <laughs> You could not hear my guest, which was a bit unfortunate, but that one has been rescheduled. I recorded a, another episode with the Nat Dads DM Tyler earlier today, which will be going up later this week. And uh, yeah, just wanted to apologize for the lapse in content, the lapse in audio content. I think our Instagram has been fucking slapping as of recently. Fire, as <laughs> the youth like to say. Honey, we're... On a podcast, you gotta speak up a little bit. You're right. I'm just talking to your face. <laughs> You're looking at me. You can uh, tell I don't get out much. Our content is, as the kids would say, lit. You're right. Secondly, I just wanted to thank everyone that's been interacting with the Instagram posts, the social media posts, period, and uh, the podcast in general. It's been a lot of really positive reception from the community and seeing people say that they've listened to the podcast that I wouldn't have expected or messages about it or reviews has, has been incredible. So uh, being a project that I started in October is kind of a whim just to kind of quell my love for D&D in a way that I had not already done before. Uh, it's been amazing to see it grow and become this kind of this thing that I look forward to doing every every so often and, and getting an episode out there. Uh, since this is a Valentine's Day themed episode, mini-sode, whatever you'd like to call it, Shannon here has been instrumental in updating the look of the social media. She's the big brain behind the Commune Homebrew, which has been something that we've been doing for the last two months. Uh, we just put out, uh, today or yesterday? Today. today. We put out the February Commune Homebrew, which, if you're not familiar yet, is a monthly D&D-themed cocktail that we make, put out the recipe for you guys for free to just take and make at your table. So, uh, last month was the Commune Signature Cocktail, which is a very nice, heavily alcoholic <laughs> drink. And then this month we put out the Bardic Inebriation which is kind of a little more fruity, a little more chill, nice little A little drink. less alcohol, yeah, but still plenty of fun. Yeah. Um, and just to kind of elaborate on the homebrew, like we do actually taste test and mix all of these up. We buy a ton of ingredients, things that we like, things that we think would be good together um, to try to kind of give you guys something different. So it's not just like a renamed cocktail that you can just get at a bar. We yeah. kind of want to make them fun and really specific to D D and things that you can make easily at home um even on a budget so we try to kind of make sure that uh they're fun for everyone and obviously feel free to kind of make them your own as well we just kind of like to make them a little different than like a standard cocktail you can just find anywhere as so. you can tell she is the manager of marketing <laughs> yeah it helps uh that <sighs> i am a designer by trade so um 
doing the social media is actually really fun for me. Yeah. Um, and obviously Alec has a vision too. So it's been nice to be able to work so closely with you um, and kind of be able to put that out and just seeing the engagement, you know, kind of on that same note, like it's really great to see how many of you are commenting and interacting and um, well, it's, and a lot of it's really fun to see like different interaction from different creators. Right. Just, just, you know, likes on posts or interaction and comments. It's like, it, it's really cool. Cause these are people that even before I started the podcast, I would follow and, and like their content and, and even discovering new people like, like Nick tales of Tolarian shop goblin. It's, it's been great. Like it's been a really fun experience. And I think evolving and doing like the homebrew and doing uh, all the new things that we want to do is really helpful yeah and we're always trying to kind of think of new things and ways to engage and what people might be interested in um yeah we when we so we currently have a discord server that's not very active i'm trying to get it up to par for what i feel it should be but that to me would be a really cool place for people and not even just fans of the podcast but people in general to just kind of jump on interact with each other engage maybe set up your own games if you have a dm's tips section uh yeah so if anybody has tips on discord please let your boy know because i need help yeah and as you <sighs> can tell like we're still pretty new and fresh at Very this green. so we appreciate your patience especially like you know with the timing of episodes and also like different content that we're trying to put out that maybe isn't as timely as we yeah. hope um it's all kind of like a learning curve right now still so we appreciate any guidance or tips or constant well, and, interaction and is nice it, yeah and it's been nice just knowing that i don't have a set schedule that like i release episodes i try to at least do it every two weeks to post an episode but even if i don't and i miss that mark everybody still comes back and we still have the same amount of listeners and it's just going up and and i you know i can't appreciate it anymore enough gushing about how much we love you guys yeah now it's <laughs> valentine's day and honey i love you oh good because i love you too no i have a couple questions oh no i'm not going to embarrass you too hard right now only a lot it's that'll, fine that'll be later right so we've been dating how long it's gonna be eight years in june this year eight years yeah started playing D about four years ago i started playing like two months ago <laughs> two months ago i finally ripped you into it <laughs> yeah what were you, what were your initial thoughts when i told you i was going to start sitting down and playing dungeons and dragons i was like okay you're doing the cool nerdy thing that's fine i'm gonna do the things i need to do like <laughs> i don't know i was like cool you can go have fun with your friends I didn't really understand, like, what it was or, like... I don't even think you you understand now what it is. No, probably not. I just kind of roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, like, being able to, like, see and, like, you know, I watch Critical Role and um, watch other types of content, too, for D&D uh, yeah, that I you watch. I slowly got you into certain things. Yeah, like, I've never really been super into games in general. Like, even board games, I wasn't, like, a really invested mm -hmm. person in that. So, like, role-playing games was still a step higher than that for me, so I was like yeah. not quite my cup of tea but I mean it's definitely when you have a good group of people and um kind of get past the social anxiety and like yeah. the performance anxiety a little bit it's definitely obviously a fun time I mean we have our game and us ladies got grouped into it um, yeah so so me I DM a game for Shannon our friend Kyle who is in my long-running campaign and his wife Kay just to get the girls integrated into some D and D, see if they like it, and it's you guys at their house every week. Anyway, at their house, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm always there playing the game anyway. Yeah. And you guys are level nine. Yeah. Which is pretty huge. Yeah. 
you did you some guys cool are stuff. Doing pretty good. Yeah. What what's been your favorite part so far of jumping in and playing D D? Um, I think being able to kind of have a loose character idea and then being able to see it kind of evolve as you're kind of presented new situations mm-hmm. um and just kind of being like okay how would i react to that whether you know your character is more closely aligned to you as a person or if it's someone you're kind of projecting into yeah because i can see that you're starting to differentiate that because at first you're like playing it like oh how would shannon play it yeah but now you're like kind of okay how would my yeah it's like a lofty me that i wish i could be as cool as and you know and i think that i'm kind of asking more of the right questions because for a long time in the beginning kyle kind of had to take the lead on a lot of stuff because Kay and i just like didn't even know what kind of questions to ask or like how to instigate a situation or a scenario so it was really we were just like so we're here in this tavern and i guess we'll eat some breakfast yeah (laughs) you know so it's kind of nice to have more experienced players that can kind of help guide and direct and then being able to see kind of oh like that's a really interesting question i wouldn't have thought of or oh i wouldn't have maybe thought to do a full sweep or maybe interact this one npc that now I can get information from. So now having yeah. like seen how that works, it makes a little more well, sense it, that way. Yeah. And even in the last session that we played, you were making connections that I did not think you were going to make. And you were asking really good questions. And that was something. And that, and that's something that Kyle and I, especially, cause like, I mean, we've been playing obviously longer than you two have. <laughs> like we pick up on that, that you guys are, are looking mm-hmm. at this stuff and picking it up and garnering the attention for those folks at home. What is your character? My character is an ASMR druid mm-hmm. with a little bit of an edgy backstory. And um, a little, little bit of Keyleth, a little bit of Yasha from Critical Role. Yeah, I would say that. And um, her name's Ona, mm-hmm. and she has these cool, like, face tats. Um, really like long hair. I have a newly minted gun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and. Uh, a druid walking around with a gun that makes sense i also take very much advantage of um wild shape often you do um, like your wild shape i do love my wild shape your circle of the moon druid so yes. you've you've got really good wild shape for your level yep yeah and they keep just getting better and yep. cooler and um i finally what's can... your favorite wild shape oh that's so hard i usually you tend go to go a lot I do Direwolf or Panther just because I think that it's a little bit more mobile and yep. I think the stats work a little bit better in our favor. Sure. Um, for Forward the combat, yeah. yeah, for the combat that we have. But now that I can fly, I think that's I can, true. You can yeah. you can pick a pick a creature with a fly yeah. or some speed. Right. So I think, and I have an octopus too, but I haven't used it yet because it hasn't made sense. Well, now maybe in the Undertale, it's gonna make sense. Well, no, it'll make sense now. You're on an island right now. Oh, that's right. We are on the Squid You can be. I can be an octopus if I want to be. An octopus or a hunter shark or yeah, whatever the heck you want. Yeah. So wild shape has been pretty cool. Do you uh, like playing a druid? I do. I love it. I also find druids super fascinating. Anyways. Because um, you're a hippie. Yeah, but I also think like as a character in D and D, like five E, they're really interesting and i like how different they can be sure i also like my necrotic shroud you like a lot for, i told her that i was going to make her a little edgy because i wanted to push her to something that was more out of her comfort zone right. and she told me well i just don't want to be evil yeah so here's the thing here's how he phrased this because i was like <laughs> i want to be a cool nice druid and do the nice druid things he was like but 
what if you were like a little edgy and I was like, okay, but edgy how? And you're like, maybe you just had a hard time for the first bit, but now you're like yeah. good to go. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And he's like, so you did all of these super shitty things and killed all of these people. But you didn't. But you didn't. You know, it wasn't you. It was this entity that had right. possessed you. You didn't trust me. Yeah, that I didn't find out until a month in. <laughs> you. But that's the thing. That's a part of a backstory. Right. You find it. You explore it. Right. And but like, what was the relief that you felt when you found out? Oh my God, it wasn't me. Much better. Yeah. Yeah. But it's more of just, like, I didn't want to have to... I am a dick, though. I'm like, I'm going to make you kill your friends. Yeah, and he keeps saying that every <laughs> session. He's like, tonight's the night. He's like, we're going to go over there, and tonight's the night that you're going to kill your party. And I was like, what? No! And then, so, we have, so I don't have a companion, but we both Kay a... and Kyle have companions. Kay plays a furbolg ranger named Jezebel. She has a long-haired greyhound named Firebrand. Yes. And then uh, Kyle plays a tiefling fighter rune knight slash artificer, who, and he has a uh, wolf-like iron defender. Yes. And he's a tinkerer, so he makes all of our ammo and all of our stuff. Yep, and... he makes everything. Yeah. Um, what's a class that you'd be interested in exploring in D&D? Um, I think we had kind of talked about it now that the whole I have a gun thing <laughs> now is that kind of the... You want to go fighter gunslinger? Fighter class, just because... We have. I think it's an interesting take. Fighters are a really fun class if you want, especially if you want to dip into stuff. So I know a lot of, like, Fighter Barbarian is a pretty good multi-class. Fighter Warlock, because you could easily do, like, a Fighter into a Hexblade. Mm. That could be a good build. It's a very versatile class, so it would be something that would be good. And you get a lot of later levels, you're very powerful. Yeah. All right. Ready to play a game? No, but I'm going to You're anyways, in I guess. the closet with me, so you have to. Next to you, yeah. you will see six Dungeons & Dragons source books. I would like you to pick one, please. We have Volo's Guide to Monsters, Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes, Xanathar's Guide to Everything, the 5th Edition Monster Manual, 5th Edition Dungeon Master's Guide, and the 5th Edition Player's Handbook. Which one would you like to start with? Well, I guess the guide to everything, because I know nothing. Alrighty. Pick a page. I'll tell you, there are 192 pages. 69. <laughs> it is the Valentine's Day episode. I'm also a child, so... <laughs> um, you picked a fucking boring page. Just like me. Pick another page. <laughs> uh, 16. 16. If that's boring, too, I guess we can try 14 since it's Valentine's Day. Okay, so these are subclasses for a bard. What do you think the College of Whispers is? College of Whispers? I just think it's like a bunch of biddies sitting around a round table just <laughs> whispering, playing telephone. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> and they happen to sing it in song because they're all bards, so they have, to, they have to do like a musical version of it. So it's like musical telephone, and whoever is the last one has to sing it out loud, and then everyone laughs at them. Is that your final answer? Yep. College of Whispers. Most folk are happy to welcome a bard into their midst. Bards of the College of Whispers use this to their advantage. They appear to be like other bards, sharing news, singing songs, and telling tales to the audiences they gather. In truth, the College of Whispers teaches its students that they are wolves among sheep. These bards use their knowledge of magic to uncover secrets and turn them against others through extortion and threats. Many other bards hate the College of Whispers. 
viewing it as a parasite that uses a bard's reputation to acquire wealth and power. For this reason, members of this college rarely reveal their true nature. They typically uh, claim to follow some other college, or they keep their actual calling secret in order to infiltrate and exploit royal courts and other settings of power. I mean, so, you know, kinda. I don't think I'm totally wrong, you know? No. That was pretty close. It's, it's, it's they a, seem like some catty bitches, you know? That's a fairly apt description of, yeah. a, of a College of Whispers bard. I mean, it's basically college, okay. just musical version. Give me, how Ooh. about, yeah, give me another page. 112. 112. Ooh, what do you think would be a creature you'd find in an urban encounter for levels 11 to 16? I don't know, I'm only level 9. <laughs> That's so not it has to my be in problem. the city? It says urban encounters. Um, if it's in an urban city, <laughs> do these urban cities have sewers? Sure. Okay, then I think it's a sewer monster. Like um, what? Like part New York City rat, part <laughs> mutated turtle. Let um, me tell you. Let me tell you this: where rats are on the list. <laughs> See, not wrong. I lived in Boston, and That's let me tell good. you, I yeah. have an affinity for rats. Unfortunately you for myself, them. I All do. Right, give me, give me two more. See if you can. Um, so weird rats. I'll give you that. Cool. I would say mutant goldfish because people flush <laughs> them down the toilet, and they well, just get infected with city trash what's a oh you know what it says right here water weirds <laughs> i ain't wrong all right that, that's you're two for two. Oh gosh what else give me, give me one more um what if it's just like a giant mound of heaping trash that takes on a humanoid form because <laughs> that's basically that how far off am i hopefully not that far i could give you I can either give you cult fanatics, <laughs> whites, which are kind of zombies, or, a trash zombie, or hold what on. What if there was a hipster trash zombie? That's a revenant for sure, and that's on the list. <laughs> I love that. Yep. Wow, it's like regular city living. Just good job. <laughs> Fantastic. Right, that, that's really good. You're three for Thank three. Thank you. Give I me, give me another page. The last page. Oh, I'm not gonna be on the last page, honey. Well, not, well, the thing that's on the last page that has stuff on it. All right, I'll ask you what spells do. Can you tell me what Agonizar's Scorcher can do? Um. I'll say it again. Agonizar's Scorcher. It's a level two evocation spell. I think it's when you get a little too turnt mm -hmm. at the Taco Bell oh, at yeah. two a.m. Well. And then it's like the fury that your butt has to endure when you're like a little more sober, but yeah. it's directed at somebody. Oh shit! And it's like scorching them with your like secondhand Taco Bell. Oh honey, okay. From trash. Nope. All right. With that in mind. Okay. A line of roaring flame, thirty feet long and five feet wide, emanates from you in a direction you choose. Each creature. <laughs> Each creature. Each creature in that line must make a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes three. No one can be saved from that. A creature takes three d eight fire damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. So yeah, that sounds about right to me. I don't damn, know. I gotta give that to you. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit! That Why was, am I so good at this? That's really, yeah, you're really good. I was planning to humiliate you, but you're not making that easy. No, I think people are gonna love me. Oh, I hope not. Because then I gotta bring. Bring me back. back for another episode.
Give this one lots of listens and likes. What does Enervation do? It is a fifth level necromancy spell. Can you spell it? This is like spelling bee time. E-N-E-R-V-A-T-I-O-N. Enervation. I feel like you got some little mind thing that slithers on into an unsuspecting, unwilling thing, and it gets all up in their business, and then uh, you basically can tell them to do shit. Honey. Okay. A tendril of inky darkness reaches out from you, touching a creature you can see within range to drain life from it. That's what the I target must you. make a dex What? What? Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the target must make a dex saving throw. On a successful save, the target takes 2d8 necromantic damage, and the spell ends. On a failed save, the target takes 4d8 necrotic damage. Till the spell ends, you can use your action on each of your turns to automatically deal 4d8 necrotic damage to the target. Yeah. Not. I'll give you half a point because the the inky tendrils thing and your creepy that was too that was too good. Okay. Wait, oh. so why do I just get half a point? Because you said you could tell them what to do, not that you gain life from them. Ugh. That's alright. Technicalities. Pretty good, though. Thank you. Can you tell me... No. What... Okay. <laughs> Can you tell me what Synaptic Static does? It is a fifth level enchantment spell. Synaptic Static? Yep. Well, synapses. <laughs> are the little things that tell your brain what to do. Mm-hmm. And so if you put a little static in there, it means your brain's all mixed up, like in a blender. True. It just keeps snap, like snap, crackle, popping, so you can't get anything done and you can't focus. Or it's so you can't communicate with other people, and you basically are like a blob. So your final answer? Yeah. Snap, crackle, pop. Synap... <laughs> Honey. What? Synaptic static. You choose a point within range and cause psychic energy to explode there each creature in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on a point must make an intelligence saving throw a creature with an intelligence score of two or lower cannot be affected by the spell the target takes 8d6 psychic damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one after a failed save the target has muddled thoughts for Ah. a minute during that time it rolls a d6 and subtracts a number rolled from it uh from all its attack rolls and ability checks as well as constitution saving throws to maintain concentration the target can make an intelligence saving throw at the end of each of its turn, or ending the effect on itself on a success. That's pretty close. I mean, yeah, I would say that's like a brain scramble right, right there. Alright, we're done with Xanathar's guide. Pick another Because I'm too good. That was pretty good. Thank you. So we got... Skills. Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes. Is that what you want to do? I don't know. I'm looking at them. Okay. They're also pretty. Yeah. Monster Manual. Let's get this going. Cool. Alright, so in the Monster Manual, we have... 315 pages to pick some... 257. Tell me what a Rakshasa is. Firstly, what does it look like? I'm sorry, what? Uh, R-A-K-S-H-A-S-A. Rakshasa. What does it look like? (laughs) Um, is this uh, a thing where I can phone a friend? No. Like Google? Sorry, nope. No phone a friend. Monsters was a mistake. Obviously. Yeah. Um, can you put it in a sentence? This Rakshasa was very cordial and polite in conversation, but I never should have crossed him. I feel like it's almost like a small, like, creature that seems like... what like, kind of creature? Like a gnome or some other type <laughs> of, like, little dude that is like, I'm so cute and innocent and you don't know shit. 
And basically, it's like, I'll be nice. Kind of like gremlins. Like, you can't feed them <laughs> after a, a certain point. <laughs> and then, you know, in the movie Gremlins, then they turn to, like, crazy, wacko alien yeah. creeps. Well, is that your final answer? Yeah, gremlin alien creeps. All right, I'm about to turn the page and reveal to her what a rakshasa is. <laughs> oh, they're so great. You know what? Now, it's, looking at that, that makes sense. They are me. lawful evil. The Rakshasa employs delicacy and misdirection in its pursuit of dominion over others. Few creatures ever see the fiend in its true form, for it can take the guise of anything it wants. Although it prefers to masquerade as someone powerful or influential, a noble, a cardinal, or a rich merchant, for example. A Rakshasa's true form combines the features of a human and a tiger with one noteworthy deformity. The palms are where the back of the hands would be on a human. So basically, it's like a Doctor Strange, but tiger version. Um, and is ready to, like, instead of helping people, is ready to, like, mix the pot. No, and... it's it's definitely like a Satan, but a tiger. Oh. He just looks like a Doctor Strange. Yeah, it kind of looks like a Doctor Strange. If you Strange look them up and you look in the handbook or Google it, you will agree that it's basically Doctor Strange as a tiger. So you got that one aesthetic. wrong. That's a big... Another page. Twelve. Can you tell me what an Aarakocra is? A-A-R-A-K-O-C-R-A. Aarakocra. I hope it's like this big flying cockroach. (laughs) (laughs) And that it basically is like a humanoid cockroach that has the ability to fly. And it gets all up in everybody's business. And if you kill one, it just tells more of them to come back and basically multiplies. What is? What do you think this creature's alignment is? Chaotic neutral. Okay. Uh, I'll give you half. It's a flying creature. Okay. Oh! See, I don't know why I'm always going with like weird animorphs of stuff. It's a, it's a big bird person. A big eagle person. Uh, Aarakocra range... Range the howling gyre, an endless storm of mighty winds and lashing rains that surround the tranquil realm of aqua in the elemental plane of air. Uh, making aerial patrols, these bird-like humanoids guard the windy borders of their home against invaders from the elemental plane of earth, such as gargoyles, their sworn enemies. Hmm. They're neutral good, so you got that wrong, but they fly, so I'll give you I'll give you a third of a point. Okay. Give me another page, honey. Um... 150. 150. Monsters was a mistake. Monster, you fucked up with monsters. I did. It was a mistake. I have regrets. Um, no, that one's that one's too easy. You mean another one? It's a cloud giant. Oh. It's a giant of clouds. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if I got it wrong. Could you imagine? <laughs> How many pages are in this? Three fifteen. Uh. Three oh one. You tell me what a will o' wisp is. Um, I'm guessing it's kind of like a tree spirit. What does it look like? Um, I want to say it has like willow-esque extremities Uh or like more like a fae, but has more like bark-like features and stuff like that. What do you think it's monster monster type is? Is it a fiend? Is it a fae? Is it undead? I think it's a fae. Okay. What, what alignment? Um... Since most fae kind of are mischievous and maybe don't always have a lawful way of looking at things, I'd say maybe like um, chaotic 
neutral or like true or I don't know. Chaotic neutral. Yeah, maybe chaotic neutral. Okay. Well, they're little balls of light and they're Aww. chaotic evil. Oh, good. Will-o'-wisps are malevolent, wispy balls of light that haunt lonely places on battlefields, found by dark fate or dark magic to feed on fear and despair. Basically, uh, ghost orbs. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. All right, last page in the Moss Manual. Good, because I'm terrible at this. Okay, one more. What is a kuatoa? Can you use it in a sentence? Wow, this kuatoa is scary. Could just be saying that to throw me off. Sure. Um, it seems like it would be a serpent creature. A serpent? Yeah, serpent-esque. Um, what's the name again? Kuotoa. K-U-O-T-O-A. I feel like, so, full disclosure, I listen to a lot of spooky and mythological podcasts. I feel like I've heard this name, and it's like a serpent thing in a river. And I feel like it... Do you think it's like a, a river spirit? Yes. And I feel like it's very evil, and it basically lures people to drown them, if it's the thing that I'm thinking of. Because the name sounds very similar, and it's like very much of like an ancient-type creature. Okay. Well, I'm probably wrong, but... Fuck you. Is it's, it? It's this creepy fish man. Oh, I remember seeing him! Yep, he's gross, right? Yeah, he looks like a, like a piranha that's been kind sitting of. in like an ice bath, but like is talking. Oh, it's like the filet fish like the wall mount where it's like oh this with the singing bass give me that fish okay that one uh Kotor are degenerate fish-like humanoids that once inhabited the shores and islands of the surface world long ago humans and their ilk drove the Kotor underground where they dwell in madness and everlasting night Kotor can no longer abide daylight so yeah creepy so. fish people that are basically slaves to ithalids mind flayers Yep, in the Underdark. Oh, good. Guess we're going to have to meet some of them. Well, I think that's where we're going to end our fun game. You did pretty good for the first half, but when we got to Monsters, monsters was you a kinda, mistake. you kind of shit the bed. Yeah, I won't do that again, because I don't, I don't know any monsters, so... Yeah. Well, I'm sorry I had to put you through that. It was fun. Hopefully everyone got a kick out of it, since I know nothing. But I hope not, because I don't want it to endure you on the podcast. Yeah, anymore. if there's anything you specifically liked, feel free to... uh. Do a shout out, read a review, and uh, also be. You're really, to... you're really working hard trying to pimp this podcast. <laughs> oh, for sure. No, because it's fun, and it, like if you like something, also if there's something that you think would be funny or fun, whether it involves me or not, that um, you think would be a cool kind of addition, whether it's another type of minisode or any type of content, let us know because we're definitely yeah, always think, looking. I think doing like mini shows like this occasionally just little like half hour bursts to just kind of like fun fuckery would be a good idea just to kind of break through the monotony of like just posting an episode a normal thing to expect uh yeah but once again just wanted to thank everybody for jumping in listening to this kind of fun little valentine's day special we had and i wanted to thank you personally for a being the love of my life for the last eight years Aww. finally jumping in and playing some D D with me yeah. and being an amazing and irreplaceable asset in this podcast Aww. um you've been so great don't touch me we're really close together in the closet <laughs> um but yeah thanks again and uh my name is alec and i'm shannon and thanks for listening to commune 